Welcome back to the Speedy Arrowcast. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I am joined by my very good friends and fellow inmates. Guy English is here. Hello. And John Moltz. You know, I watched like three superhero shows today, and I'm trying to remember which one this yeah. is. <laughs> you know, it was funny. Last week, we were talking about it, and like, because uh, you and I, John, both started watching Daredevil, and there were like scenes early on in a prison that were, in mm-hmm. some cases, very similar to things that have happened yeah, in right. Arrow so far. Yeah. So, well, we'll save so that I, for our. Uh... Yeah, we got to save it because I crammed. Oh. Like, I was up way too late last night. Excellent. And I finished Daredevil so that we can and talk about it. Okay, all right. So let's, let's, get through this, let's get through yeah, this dumb yeah. show first I, so we can get to Daredevil. Okay. We'll, <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll do that for our superhero sweep segment. Uh, right. All right. But let's. Oh, wait. We do. Just before we start, we have one sponsor read. Oh, know. okay. Yeah, hit it. Um, uh, they've asked me to ad lib the, the copy, so it's going to be a little rough, but uh, bear with me. Um, as we all know, uh, Alex, that's our least favorite guy. And uh, he was uh, Oliver's campaign manager. Um, long story short, Alex, as a campaign manager, stinks. So it would be really great if everybody would sort of go and vote. Because <laughs> we can't leave it up to the Alexes of the world to get their act together and get you to vote. Mm-hmm. So maybe go vote November 6th. This is, this is brought, to you, brought to you by democracy. Uh, if you don't use it, it might go away. Bought and, paid, yeah, bought and paid for by democracy. My favorite part of it is that we had to import this democracy from Canada, apparently. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Practicing for when you guys invade. We, anyway, long story short, and it's a stupid joke, but I mean, it's kind of important. So yeah, yeah. We will all support. Please vote. Early yeah. and often. Well, okay. No, uh, just, once. just the once. Otherwise, you'll otherwise you'll end up with Mayor Blood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody likes that. <laughs> nobody likes that guy. He ended up on Lucifer. Crazy story. Anyways, um, all right. We've got season seven, episode two, the Longbow Hunters. Uh, I'm going to break this down by a plot thread. A plot. Ollie still in prison wants to figure out who hired the guys that assaulted him in episode one. And and basically how he can trace that back to Diaz. So he goes to find. Is he? Is he? Sorry, I know. I'm already, jump in already off the schedule. <laughs> is he even the a plot? I don't know. Oh, I, we'll come to this. We'll come to this. Because yeah, yeah, I have okay. a thing I want to say at the end after about the plot structure that I find interesting. Anyways, uh, yes. So Oliver is trying to get to Diaz. He wants to trace back the people who attacked him. He's talking to his new squirrely friend, whose name I don't remember if we've even been given it. I don't still think we haven't I been given it. I don't think we have. Um, and essentially, he makes a deal with Brick. Brick will give him, because Brick Hyatt was like the middleman, Brick will give him any information he wants, but Oliver has to do one little favor for him, which is to get rid of that jerk face guard that keeps bothering him. Oliver, in traditional Oliver fashion, doesn't want to take a route that would be, you know, like killing the guy. So he, at one point, stages a distraction, gets into the computer lab, and pulls up the guy's file. Doesn't find anything other than he's got a wife and a daughter. Uh, and so he tries to figure out uh, ways to warn the guard. None of that really pays off. Uh, Brick's getting, you know, sort of, uh, and the rest of that crew are getting on him to uh, take care of the problem permanently. But, you know, he's, he's Oliver. He's not going to murder an innocent guy. Uh, so in the end, once he's sort of like hit with a, an ultimatum, you know, where Brick's like, I'm either you guys take, you either you take care of this guy or we'll do it and you won't get any information, you know, or you got to go do this now. So Oliver stages a fight with the guard, and rather than stabbing him with the shiv that's been provided, stabs himself and blames it on the guard. Thus, the guard gets hauled away and presumably (laughs) not returned to duty. 
So it's the, uh, the Kobayashi Maru, Maru solution. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He, he, Do you guys remember that? We had, uh, the I think rules. it was Moltz came up with the, the Kobayashi Maru solution where you just blow yourself up. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like me. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Because you don't I mean, start a war with the Klingons. That's why John yeah. never got yeah. out of Starfleet Academy, though. Yeah, <laughs> I just say, it stuck. They in, say it was a solution, but <laughs> it stuck in my mind because it's it, like. You don't save the bad guys, but you don't start. Uh, you don't save the, right. the, the refugees, but you don't start a war with yeah. the Klingons, and it's just mm-hmm. like it has it's, the it's virtue of never having been tried. It's a watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in our let's call it B plot, let's call it the Argus slash Longbow Hunters plot. We are introduced to the Longbow Hunters, which includes a woman with darts, um, budget Zach Morris with a shield, and a woman with a sonic dampener. They break into. I've been a calling them uh, Spike. The Silence and Captain Sweden. Mm, okay, nice. All right, those are pretty I like solid. it. Yeah. I'm kind of partial to my budget, Zach Morris, but I'll let you have that one. I, I, I like that a lot, except I don't know who Zach I don't Morris, know who Zach Morris oh, is. Oh, guys, you guys are too old. Zach yeah. Morris is uh, from Saved by the <laughs> Bell. And that, okay. What's that? Saved by the Bell, the classic uh, 90s sitcom, I don't know, weird Saturday morning show <laughs> yeah. with uh, Mark Paul Gosseler, who that guy kind of looks like. I don't know. The kids, the, 90s, like, the kids are loving this joke. <laughs> in the nineties, uh, Molt and I were too busy hanging out in the dog pound on the, <laughs> the right. Hall woo, show. Woo, woo. Yeah, oh, see, my we God. still got it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just as much as I did then. <laughs> anyway, uh, they break into a building where they steal a device that has an Argus logo on it. Turns out, as we return to Argus headquarters, where Felicity is now hanging out with Dig and Curtis, that this was some super high-tech battery that the Argus made to help refugees? Sure, that sounds like something they do. I'm sure they do that. Um, So, uh, Felicity is trying to basically... She and Dig are going at it because Dig wants to follow the rules to take down Diaz, but is being reminded that, you know, Argus is not a criminal investigation organization... So that's not their priority. Their priority is returning their technology. Felicity is very upset that she is being blocked by Dig. And at one point, she recruits Curtis and Renee to help her scope out the hideout of the Longbow Hunters. Unfortunately, she trips an alarm when she goes in, erasing all of their data, and then gets crashed by Dig and Argus, who show up. And Dig is none too pleased about it. She talks her way into basically being able to help out with the operation by hacking. They tr- they look for uh, basically what are the things they want to do with this battery, because it turns out this battery can be used to power weapons. There we go. That's more like the Argus we know and love. Uh, Curtis figures out that the weapon they're looking for is on a train and could create some terrible thing that, like, takes out the whole city. You know, the usual. Uh, so, Dig gets on the train while Felicity and Curtis ride uh, shotgun on the computers back at home. Uh, Dig and his team run into the longbow hunters. Most of the team is incapacitated, but Dig has a pretty good fight with um, with Diaz, who is also on the train, manages to reclaim the battery, and then tells Felicity to detach the, the train car that he is on so that Diaz and the thugs roll away, and he's got the battery and the weapon. Felicity hesitates because she wants to catch Diaz, but Dig, you know, basically insists that we can't do that. We have to prioritize getting the weapon, keeping the weapon out of his hands. Curtis overrules Felicity and basically saves the day there. Back at Argus, Dig and Felicity have kind of a tense conversation where they, you know, admit that the, the, the other has a different priority. And Felicity decides she can't work with Argus anymore. So she goes off to find someone who will help her take down Ricardo Diaz who is Agent Watson, who's still in town, 
because they promised to take down Diaz as part of the whole thing with Oliver, uh, you know, giving himself up. That was the other end of the deal. C-plot is Dinah, who wants to protect Laurel because she thinks she'll be a target if Diaz shows his face back in Star City. They have some uh, canary banter. Uh, They don't really like each other still, but uh, Laurel at one point decides to take matters into her own hands, scoping out a place that Diaz had bought and and intended to use as his castle when he came back to Star City. Uh, And they encounter the third longbow hunter with the sonic dampener, which apparently works really well against, uh, you know, canary cries. Uh, Fortunately, two canary cries can overpower it. They beat up the longbow hunter who runs away and uh, seem to have developed a grudging respect for one another. And that culminates in Laurel coming to Dinah's office and basically saying that she was really broken up about Quentin dying because even though he wasn't a real father, you know, somebody actually cared about her. And she apologizes to Dinah for killing her boyfriend. So, you know, (laughs) bygones, water under the bridge. Uh, I guess that's the one that you need to, like, like my whole mantra about having to move on and forget the past. Yeah. I guess maybe that's, you have to have maybe that one little scene. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you just end up dwelling on that every time those characters interact. How can they ever get yeah. past it? Yeah, and right. it seems cheesy to get rid of it this quick, but whatever. Yeah, fine. Well, we'll get, yeah. yeah. So flash forward. We'll see. we'll see how it goes, yeah. In the well, yeah. flash forward plot, um, basically, Roy tells William, go home. Uh, William, you know, having felt abandoned by Oliver and Felicity, uh, says he came here to find... Uh, you know, find something, and it turns out that the arrowhead that Felicity gave him actually was a GPS. <laughs> was it always a GPS? I don't know. There's some questions. Um, but uh, Roy doesn't really know <laughs> what the point of it is until he realizes the coordinates are actually leading it to a what he thinks is a grave buried on the island, but what turns out to be Oliver's gear. Uh, William says he doesn't even know how to shoot a bow and arrow, uh, which have, makes me have my suspicions. Uh, Roy finds a note hidden in the bow, which says something that causes him to widen his eyes and then burn the note and then say, we're going back to Star City. (laughs) (laughs) So a couple quick comments. One, there are some interesting choices in this episode that I kind of wish they'd gone a little further with. For example, the fight with the longbow hunter is muted. Um, so basically, you know, Laurel's fighting the longbow hunter and they've got the sonic dampener and we have a nice intercut where Dinah's shown like walking basically right next to the room, but can't hear any of it, but they Mm -hmm. just mute the sound rather than, I think it would have been awesome if they had taken that step further and just made it silent. Um, I, so I loved hmm. it. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very gutsy kind of move. I know where you're going with make it silent. Uh, I was fine I with I was fine with it the way it was. I th- that didn't occur to me, and and it, but it it did make me do like like a double take, particularly at first when it, the first time it happened when they were breaking into the place to steal yes. the thing, and like I was like, <laughs> are my headphones not working? <laughs> what, is this what is going sure, on here? Right, and then I realized, I oh no, that's a thing that she has. That <laughs> yeah, like an extended silence may not work. But right, well, um, I mean, I'm thinking I, like, I love like the clanging, like the muffled clanging of uh, metal. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like if it, if it had been perfectly silent, I really would have thought there was something wrong with my headphones. Yeah, I get that. I feel like there's a <laughs> there's a choice there where I mean, some of the shows where they do space combat and they actually do like totally silent space combat. Like again, like Firefly did that, right? Like, and I I always thought yeah. that was a cool effect. It's a bold effect, right? Like it's kind of risky because I think yeah. for the reasons that you say, people wonder if their sound cut out. But you but can hear cool. you can hear people in the cockpits. I mean, you can hear them breathing or like sure. yelling or whatever. Right. So you still hear you still get some feedback. Whereas in this situation, if it worked the way you know it probably should work you would hear nothing and that would be very i think that would be disconcerting sure it's like the <laughs> isn't the, what was this the scene and <laughs> they had to advertise the scene in um the last jedi where <laughs> everything is silent oh like, right right there's part of this film that's supposed to be yes. silent <laughs> yeah all right so what you're saying is the audience is too dumb and i think we're that's probably what i'm true. saying <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I liked, uh, but uh, but I I I found it courageous, and I loved that they did it. Yeah, no, I I agreed. I mean, I felt part of me just wanted it to be even more of that, but like I agree yeah. that I thought it was a it was a nice departure. Again, a lot of the yep. stuff we're seeing in this season so far seems to be about setting a different tone and a different feel for some of this, right. which I which yeah, I liked. And that that worked really well, and I was you know. Yeah, I was happy to see them taking some kind of risks. I have my mm-hmm. one uh, logistical complaint about Felicity's plan to break in and plant a tracker on a bunch of the longbow hunter things. See if you can figure out where I'm going with this. <laughs> so they break in ostensibly to plant a tracker, presumably thinking these guys will come back, take their stuff, and then they'll be able to track them. Except that when they break in, Renee literally shoots the lock off. <laughs> it's like, right. They're going to notice, guys, when they come back to their super secret hideout. They're not going to be like, oh, which one of you forgot to put the padlock on the door? <laughs> which? So, uh, eh, I know. I guess I, I, guess I missed the I missed the purpose of that. I, I assumed that they were breaking in to, to get clues. I must have, uh, I must have zoned if out for a second on the reason If they had just said that, that, yeah. that would have been fine. But yeah, they make a yeah, big really, deal yeah. about we're going to plant trackers on them <laughs> I'm gonna go with my. I'm going to go with my version instead. Yeah, headcanon. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the scene with Oliver creating his distraction. Uh, I was trying to figure out what else he was using there. He uses like little uh, broken up pencils, and then uh, yeah, I like it. I like it that he did that. Yeah, well, that was cool. Um, it was cool. I mean, I thought that, I thought that you know, like they go in and there's these big computers from the '90s, and they're kind of like <laughs> yeah, or the early 2000s, I guess, and. Um, Yet somehow, in like 30 seconds, he manages hey, to pull up that guy's his, employment record. His wife taught him a few things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, yeah. let's, let, once again, gloss over the fact that Oliver himself was briefly a master hacker in season one. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fine. Also, I don't know, I mean, if it's running like 90, Windows 98 or something, I'm pretty sure you can do whatever the hell you feel like. Um, I, um, I liked the, the, I, And I guess it's a, like a thing, you know, like I know a criminal would say, something like this but you know they they pull the guy's records up and and he says no one's that clean i was like well actually some people <laughs> are that yeah. clean like some yeah. people don't have criminal records yeah I- yeah we don't talk about it much but uh Maltz <laughs> was pissed off at me for weeks when i littered one time that's in your record dude i've seen your file that's right your permanent record I, I like that the guard is a is like he's a jerk but he's not a mm-hmm. he's not a bad person right like he's got right he, he and we have this sort of conversation with him at the beginning of the episode uh where he basically is like i grew up with kids like you who are rich and entitled and all that jazz and so yeah. like he's got an axe to grind but he's not 
immoral. And he seems like he's, but he's principled about the law. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because his point is valid. I mean, like, yep. you know, Oliver's running around with a hood on and he's making a mockery of the law. But it's, it's interesting, right? literally is. The easy way out of that would have been to make him a dirty guard, and then we wouldn't have felt yes. bad if Oliver had to, like, you know, kick his ass or kill him or right. something. exactly. And I thought that's the way it was going to go. Yeah. No, I, I actually thought that solution, the uh, Oliver stabbing himself, was very clever, uh, yeah. very Oliver at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it really worked well. And I, I actually forgot to mention this up top, but um, maybe brief mention of it here that there's a this is the first time we get the new intro sequence. Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, where Oliver is uh, explains that he's sent himself to prison and he is now inmate four eight five seven. Or he's a free man. It's one of those. I can't remember if he's a number or not. Um, <laughs> so I'm not a number. <laughs> Uh, um, I, two other random comments. I really like the line. I miss hacking Star City's power grid. It's just like the old days. <laughs> I thought that was funny. A little tongue in cheek. A little uh, knowing wink to our previous seasons. Yeah. Uh, I have a question about whether Laurel only wears the nose ring when she's being like the badass Black Siren. Because there's one scene where she's wearing. It's the scene where she and uh, Dinah break into the DS's house or whatever. She's wearing a nose ring. She's not wearing it any other scene in this. And I've seen it before. It popped up on a couple other a couple yeah. of things last season. And I don't know if that's like the weird sort of like we're supposed to code that as like, oh, this is when she's being, you know, non-DA Laurel. Like that's part that's her facade is she doesn't wear the nose ring. That's her clever disguise. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. an interesting choice. That's fine. Um, Unexplained. I like Diaz's. I do like. Thrower. I do like how they had to work together. Yes. Um, at the end to to stop whatever her name is. Yeah. I. Yeah. That's that's a good dynamic, actually. Yeah. It was yeah. kind of. I mean, it's interesting that they both tried to blast her with the canary thing. Yeah, I thought rather than tackle her, like it's a little sh- weird. Like, why would you think that that would work? I mean, it did. So good on them. But uh, yeah, Dinah has a gun. <laughs> could have yeah. shot her you know that might have worked <laughs> yeah it's only after the like she gets blasted that she pulls out a gun she's like uh maybe that would have been the first move but whatever yeah i don't i feel like i well, don't the gun shoots and you can't but... hear it does it actually shot it's maybe just, does anybody die yeah, yeah. right <laughs> maybe the sonic yeah. screen you know maybe that gun doesn't shoot actual bullets since ollie solved the whole gun problem mm, oh that's yeah that could be like right. that one. yeah it's just an air gun it's just like it's, it's it, the gun represents the threat of prosecution. <laughs> it's a symbol. It's a symbol. It's just a symbol. So it's not a phallic symbol anymore. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, speaking okay. of guns, I enjoyed that uh, Diaz has a what looks like a submachine gun, but is a flamethrower, <laughs> which can be stopped with a trash insane. can lid, though. That was my least favorite part, and even that fight seemed clunky. <laughs> right, he had the kid diggle the Captain America thing going on, where like everybody like shoots it at his shield. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. instead of well, I guess Spider Man eventually shoots for his legs, but um, it's like he's holding the lid of a trash can, and and I'll he's going to keep shooting right at the trash can. Did I blink at some point and miss something? Where I, there's a scene where Diggle and all the Argus guys are like in position, and they're talking to Felicity, like, "All right." And then the next thing we see, Diggle's like, I'm on the train. <laughs> That's like, how? Oh, yeah. No, I, no, I had that like reaction, too. Yeah. yeah, that seemed that seemed a little quick. It was, I, mean, I think that was just that was just skipped for like, you know, it was one of the you, weird know, you don't, ones you don't like, need to see them buying a ticket. Yeah. And <laughs> I did to the super secret train carrying the Argus weapon. 
I mean, right. you could have just put them on the train and like nobody would have blinked about it, right? Like, but yeah. it was weird to have a scene where they weren't on the train and then they were on the train. That's fine, whatever. Maybe something got cut. <laughs> Who knows? Also, like, does Argus have like eight guys complete total? <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> because like because those guys get taken down and then they you know they they let go of the train car that Diaz and his cronies are on and and it's like we're letting him get away yeah on a train that's like slowing to a stop (laughs) (laughs) if you had some cops they could surround him i mean how hard is this well everyone at argus has been a little wary since their friends got electrocuted by their radios (laughs) oh that was just exactly where i was going because i was going to say i know we don't talk about the past but uh maybe they're still trying to build up their their uh, personnel after that 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 waterfront is like bobbing for apples but it's dead argus agent Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants, nobody wants to work there anymore. I mean, it's kind of tough, right? They're like, so you, uh, you guys get your communications problem fixed? No, we're still working on it. Sorry. <laughs> what, what happened to the last guy in this position? Well, <laughs> just say he didn't use his Bluetooth headset. Um, the overall thing that I was thinking about as I watched this episode is, and maybe this is crazy town, but we talked about it a little bit last week. I really am interested in the flashbacks, like. I have, no, yeah, I have literally no idea what is going on, and so I'm kind of digging yeah. it. And, yeah. right. and I'm hell-bent on, I'm going to keep calling them flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> fine. But like to yeah. me, part of me wondered, like, oh man, I actually would have taken this season if it had been 90% flash-forward and 10% Oliver's in prison as the flashback. <laughs> like, I actually would be kind of down with that. I well, think I, so. like, I like Gritty Roy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah he's I awesome. mean, it's it's just funny to see him like that when you when you see him in real life, he's and he's so, he's so like young. he's so yeah. smartly dressed and clean. It's just yeah. like wow. Yeah. yeah, and he's got that salt and pepper beard thing going on. It's right. it's, it's working. I don't know the makeup job yeah. they do um, is very good. It looks convincing. To me. Yeah, it looks it looks awesome. Um, I I'm sure we'll get episodes that are like that, like Majority Island. Yeah, I think probably we'll get at least one or two but yeah you know they're I, leaving the island <laughs> well right i mean yeah they're coming back to star city and uh for some reason it was interesting so I, this is the thing that i'm scared of we had a person one of our readers was talking on twitter this week about uh the theory that should yeah we, that guy was spooky the conspiracy theory that <laughs> the uh current masquerading green arrow not seen in this week's episode uh is actually grown up william from the future and like Part of me was worried that, like, the note was going to be, like, Felicity being like, all right, you have to get grown-up William to the Legends <laughs> in this year so that they can go back and bring him back and meet the Green Arrow in that year. And I'll be like, oh, no, please don't. Well, I think his full question-style conspiracy theory was that uh, modern-day Green Arrow, Green Arrow 2018, is William from the future brought back in time to prevent his own future and he's crossing names on the list in the book to prevent it Mm. isn't that just like literally causing a paradox (laughs) yes yeah but that won't stop them (laughs) right (laughs) oh man i like that though i like that is the tech z team running writing time travel narratives now (laughs) i don't know so here's the thing i think it's i think it's a very reasonable guess i think it's sure good yeah. i could i'm sure i've seen that before or a variation on it so we've i mean the old come back from the future to fix your timeline as a well, it's, vigilante it's back to the future right yes it, it always ends well yeah 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 exactly it always ends mm-hmm. well anyway i kind of just hope that that's not true so 
I agree. We'll time, time I, don't know. I, I would I would accept it if it's done well. I think that's I think it's perfectly fine. But it's fair. Um, but again, like I have, as we've discussed before, it seems like that's not this show's bailiwick. It's that's the Flash's yeah, bailiwick. So seems a little uh, yeah out of character slash uh, cop outy. I don't know. I it's it's a great story. I'm just not sure it's this story. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Although I th- you know I think it's interesting though that that, that it's a flash forward and that they are they are they are putting stakes in the ground about the future. Yeah. Because they yeah. talked they talked about what you know certain things that happened and. Well, we don't. Um, what do we? I mean, we don't know much other than we. William makes an allusion to he spent a billion dollars trying to get like cheap maglev to work essentially. So <laughs> clearly he's. Uh, bad at business and, <laughs> and bad at business uh and possibly some <laughs> and then, sort of tech and then, he, and then he tweeted that he was gonna take the company <laughs> private and then <laughs> and then he went to some weird island and <laughs> um it's like yeah he was forced out as ceo he's got three years well i guess i'll go find roy yeah uh yeah he just inherited whatever was palmer tech uh <laughs> slash smoke tech slash queen consolidated. Is that how that works? I don't even know. I'm dizzy. None of that happened. It's uh, okay. Was there anything else that we've learned about this future other than? Well, so he he said that they left him or something. Like, didn't they? Yeah, it's weird because in the in the present in 2018, we have seen Felicity basically send William off to boarding school, and if this was like oh four years oh, later, yeah. like. I'm back from boarding school, but this is 20 years later. And so, what, they, like, never went and got him in that intervening time? Which is, we've, it's been established at least by William's use of the present tense that Oliver is in, is still alive in that future. Yeah, it feels like a fallout more than a... Yeah, yeah, I agree. He mentions having commitment issues, um... So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of unclear. Like, really, did they walk away, basically? Which seems right. unlikely, given Weird. those characters, unless it's the whole, mm-hmm. we left him there to protect him so that people wouldn't come after him and try to kill him. Possible. Yeah. That's on brand. <laughs> <laughs> He's a time traveler. <laughs> that, that's what the note says. <laughs> uh, any other things you want to mention about this week's episode? Um, uh, I did Argus, get a little. Go. Argus needs better uniforms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're really Diggle looks like a mall cop. Yeah, they're all terrible. It's terrible. All of Diggle's uniforms are terrible. Why do they even make him wear a uniform? Isn't it a non-military right. agency? I know. It's yeah. It's it, it's it's a terrible. Yeah. I think I think they should not be wearing um, uniforms. And if they they're gonna wear uniforms, they should wear much better uniforms than those. Yeah. He should be wearing like cool cities, man. Come I mean, on. At least the Shield agents have like really cool, uh, pretty cool uniforms for the most part. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and these look like crap. They are pretty so. terrible. They look like the kind yeah. of. Um, it looks like you know you ever go to like a science museum and they sell little like jumpsuit like spacesuits for your kid the orange. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it yeah, looks right. like an adult right. size version of a yeah. spacesuit you yeah. get at a gift shop. <laughs> right. So the uh, the uh, longbow hunters that that felt like a change of tone to me when they first appeared. Hmm. Uh, she's got like a little bit of a comedic vibe going on. Uh, Captain Sweden, I cannot take seriously at all. <laughs> uh, he's got a shield with blades but, on it. What do you want? Yeah, yeah, and he's super strong and 
So I guess these are these, but these are real characters from the comic books. Yeah. Like, cause she, the red dart is that's that's who the woman with the darts. Yeah, they have name. Yeah, I can't remember. Their yeah, exact. I got that. I got that far in looking it up. So they're actually members of the Longbow Hunters, which I didn't really understand because the only thing that I know about the Long Longbow Hunters was reading that comic book. You know the yeah, the, the sort of gritty, yeah. gritty Green Arrow, um, the Dark Knight of the Green Arrow comic books back in the late eighties, and um, and it was actually it was. Um, What's her name? Shadow. Shadow, yeah, right. right. And right. she she, she uses no. a longbow. She uses a Japanese <laughs> longbow. Right, right. I mean, that's the one thing you take away from the longbow hunters is they use longbows, which none of these do. Right. <laughs> you, none of them use, uh, yes. It's, uh, apparently, it's just it's a, like a gang name, not not really a, a descriptive, descriptive term for their weapons. They did kind of benefit by uh, uh, credibility through retconning. Like Felicity, all of a sudden knows everything about them and is fearful of them. Yeah, which is like, I mean, they're new to us. It feels yeah. a little weird to you know just shoot right. one of them in there as some kind of big bad. Yeah. Well, we do. Oh, I so forgot to mention um, a tidbit that gets dropped is when Diggle is briefing Argus about the longbow hunters. He mentions that their mm-hmm. source is Anatoly. Um, right. So Anatoly's still out there somewhere. Yep. Uh, interestingly, I'm not cra- I'm not crazy about um, Felicity's whole attitude in this episode, um, but I like where it ends up. Yes, yes. Like she seems kind of whiny and complainy, and then but she finally does exactly what she should do by the end, which is go find um, what's her name? Watson. I want to say Waller Wa- Watson. Watson. <laughs> yeah, Waller 2.0. Waller 2.0. Yeah, um, yeah. I agree with that. I I did like um I do like. Renee makes a brief appearance here, and I enjoy that he's very straightforward in his, like, this is exactly what we should be doing. Like, to me, yep. that character yeah. feels perfectly yeah. like, he's a simple character. That's exactly right. where he should be. Right. Curtis, yeah. I think, I, I actually like kind of where they've gone with Curtis this season, having him be I, I R&D. Finally, I'm comfortable with the character. He's not, he doesn't feel like he needs to be funny with every line. Whether yeah. they yes. Don't need, they don't feel yes. like they need to write it. He can still right. be him. He still get in there. Uh, He's assertive when she starts screwing up. He pushes her out of the way and like detaches the train. Yep. He legitimately likes his job and his position at Argus, and I think it makes sense from the character, and it's fulfilling. And if he keeps that job, maybe he can get his husband back. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, right. Should be nice. Although he did go out in the field <laughs> that one time. That's but true. But That's with, true. His, with his T-spheres. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Anyway, Paul. Paul's never going to forgive him. <laughs> no. Paul is no. the 2018 Green Arrow, though, so it's all fine. Maybe oh, that's it. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah, so I, I, too, had a bit of a vibe about Felicity, but if you think, I mean, I don't want to say this, but if you think back to the, to the, you know, sort of the bad seasons, like season four, she's done this before, right? Like, you know, whining. Yeah, and, yeah, and and, and, uh, and that's kind of what annoys me about well, the show. But <laughs> well, I, What I liked about it, though, was I liked her conversation with Diggle where she feels like, I mean, she's been abandoned, right? Like, not only that she yes. lost her husband and her, you know, stepson, but, like, the team has basically fallen apart. And right. Diggle is now prioritizing Argus over the team, which makes sense for Diggle. I'm totally fine with that. Like, he is following his what he thinks is his path. Um, I like that they basically explain, you know, quite honestly, that Diggle didn't take up the Green Arrow Mantle because he couldn't make the same sacrifice that Oliver made. And I think that was smart. It's a, it's a way of getting us out of some of the 
the problems of last season's will you yeah. or won't you take up the mantle like you know diggle ultimately decides he can't do that and that's fine like yeah i'm glad that they they went at the direction and it feels very like they have a moment of of mutual understanding even if they still disagree about some stuff right yeah so and yeah. it's doing the work of taking things off the table right like the um uh the schrodinger's canary uh murder of what's his name the uh i'm blanking on his name yeah the, the guy who got shot in the face vigilante, vigilante. Right. yeah 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 that's kind of being at least broached and so the edge is taken off a little bit so that going through the rest of the season maybe we don't have to be confronted so you know so pointedly with all right we stuff. don't have to have every time they're in a scene together well i can't trust her she killed my boyfriend right yeah so we've we've got the boyfriend thing gone we've got the uh, dickle wants to be arrow thing basically gone you know <laughs> yeah. we're still we're still tidying <laughs> was, up sort of the mess you know it's like yeah that's a pretty big turnaround you know like yeah <laughs> that all like complaining all last season that he was supposed to be green arrow and you know yeah, then well, Oliver came back and was be, green arrow and then all of a sudden then he's like he's like nah i know i mean green arrow <laughs> to be fair he saw oliver come back as green arrow and then immediately like go to prison he's like no shoot yeah, that is not true. good i do not want that yeah he's already been in yeah. prison once I would love to know. I mean, we never will because we gave up kidnapping Berlanti. But <laughs> I would love to know what the did we give that up? Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll now, come yeah. back. Yeah, for now it depends. Yeah. If he screws this up, we're coming for you, Greg. Right. Um, I would love to know as they were planning this season, last season, uh, like the new boss, like Beth and, and those people. How did they feel about the way that season was going down? Mm. Were they cringing mm-hmm. and being like, oh, God, we're going to have to undo all of this. Like <laughs> so many things that we, <laughs> we're going to have to unravel. Like by day, they're like, okay, we've got to write this script for this episode. And by night, they're like, okay, how do we dig out of this crazy hole that we just put ourselves in? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, probably some of it. But so, they're doing so a the, great job. So. The, the three of the longbow hunters, is we have Red Dart, um, Silencer, it was a you know Cody. silencer, and then um, Captain Sweden is Kodiak. Yeah. <laughs> I was close. That's, yeah. that's pretty close. Pretty much. Uh, all right, and I guess and I guess I'm sorry. The and the other guy, the the Weasley guy, is Stanley. Okay, sure, Stanley. I, that if I'm, if right. I'm reading, if right. I'm reading this IMDb Stan entry, Stanley. Okay, but right. not Stan Lee. Just so we're clear, <laughs> wrong universe. <laughs> Uh, um there's a there's a couple of uh, there's like a marvel reference and at least one marvel reference reference in this uh oh no i'm sorry i'm thinking of the flash <laughs> i'm thinking of yeah, the, flash. the flash does that all the time though. and then the other thing the other thing i wanted to mention to, to you guys in particular is that there is a um have you seen uh well we can do it later yep okay <laughs> yeah, wait, the wait for the roundup yeah uh speaking of which is there any other things you guys want to say about this week's episode I think we just want to rate this sucker and move on. All to right, let's, let's and pastures. Yeah. rate it up, yeah. John. Uh, um, I will go ahead and give it um, a biff. I think it was. I think it was decent. I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's a it's a light biff, but I'll, I'm going to give it a biff. I feel the same way as John. Uh, we came out of the gates real quick. Uh, yeah, this one, you know, 
kept the pace up, carried us, sort of introduced what I think the tone is more going to settle down into. Like, we've got a little bit of silly superhero stuff going on, like a flamethrower that fits in your coat pocket and, uh, <laughs> like, Captain Sweden. But I'm cool with it because the, uh, the, the silencer fight was pretty awesome. Yeah, and yeah, you know. there's enough. There's enough in it that's that's good. That I think it's um, that it's it, it tips it over to to good territory. Yep, yeah, me too. I think I'm with both of you guys on the on the light bit front. I think the the issues with it, if anything, is that it's a feels a bit inconsequential in table setting for like a lot of stuff. But yeah. I agree that there are things that are executed very well in this episode, like the the fight uh, with the two canaries, um, and that I'm in. I I'm liking the. Honestly, my least favorite storyline of all of them was probably the Argus storyline with Diaz. I was liking the prison stuff, and I'm liking the uh, I liked the Canary team up, and I liked the flash forwards. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, yeah. yeah, it did feel like the Argus stuff felt much more old last mm-hmm. previous mm-hmm. seasons yep. than everything yep. else, yep. Uh, and so that one detracted a little bit for me. But yeah, we you know there's a lot of characters to sort of keep tabs on. But it's still promising, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing where we go from here. Me too. And you right. know where we go from here? The superhero sweep. Superhero sweep time. Play the theme. <laughs> Segway. <music. laughs> uh, all right. So we, I think all three of us have finished Daredevil Season 3. So consider yourself warned right now that if you want no spoilers whatsoever about Daredevil yeah, right. Season 3 stop listening now uh i think something else i tune in next week (laughs) yeah uh i'll mention i don't know if this is something we talk about now or at the end of this but i think we should definitely touch on the luke cage being canceled as well because i think that's an interesting corollary sure we should actually iron fists and luke cage both canceled yes yeah and that's an interesting move by netflix because you know pretty much everybody assumed these shows are all money makers uh and obviously there's there's no way to know because netflix doesn't release any of its stats about how that worked uh i heard of reading one of the stories about it people were suggesting that one of the stats netflix values very highly is that when people start binging things they finish them and so if you stop oh. or trail off uh like guy does when you watch oh, yeah, i'm sorry it's all guy's fault I, thanks guy's guy fault. it's me i killed iron fist <laughs> you killed the immortal iron fist he's not it's, that immortal yeah. apparently i guess not yeah so and i didn't have to beat no stinking dragon to do it either yeah but i i understand that i mean i i know people who started watching luke cage season two and didn't get through it i liked a lot of it but do do feel like it's some of it suffered from the 13 episode bloat um yeah yeah but i I think it ended strong though um unlike unlike the first season yeah the first the first half of the first season was amazing yeah and then they got rid of basically the best character that they had exactly yeah uh and that amazing actor marshall i can't even Uh, marshall ali yeah yeah that guy's incredible yeah he's and he went on to do incredible things that year so (laughs) right right Uh, um and 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 this, I think the second season of Iron Fist the same way. Like it ended really well as well. Um, yeah. But in a way, that's you know, if you're going to cancel them, I'm glad that they're they're going out on a high note. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing interesting about Netflix is I don't know if they look at it on a show by show basis in terms of how they make money. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I, I like think is, they just is want quartering more stuff. some amount of market of TV, like of. It's having a lot of, I mean, we know this is not the case right now, but like if they have a bunch of Marvel stuff that interconnects and works with the movies, is that a strategic thing for them to have? 
Yeah, I mean, one would like, assume. I would I, think they, so. They kind of bank on. I, I would assume they kind of bank on the fact that, like, figuring people who watch one show will watch all the shows, right? Like people right. like us who are completionists and will go through and watch all these shows, even if they're yeah. not great, right. yeah. very good. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> like Iron Fist season one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but and you may go back and watch it. Like you may. Right, and you'll like never. I'm not have, going back to Iron Fist season one. But. No, but they've got interesting <laughs> viewing patterns, right? Like you never know. Maybe you got hooked on the Defenders because you like Jessica Jones. Right, yeah. and then maybe went then back and, and watched the other stuff. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's mm. it's an interesting. There's also a lot of speculation around. You know, Disney's got a streaming service coming next year, and right. whether they wanted some of these characters and were just making it uh, more difficult to use the IP. Um, yeah. Whether there might be a Heroes for Hire show in the works with Luke and Danny and Colleen and Misty, like certainly a possibility. Um, I don't know. I would think that would be better, really. I mean, I think there's kind of there's kind of a lot of them, and, and I think they have. Maybe they weren't expecting the Punisher to be so well received. Yeah. Surprised know, me too. Yeah. Um, and it really has been, and they're they're doing a second season of that. And and they were super. Anytime they have been asked about another season of the Defenders, they've always been like, "Yeah, we're not really thinking about that right now." So like that clearly underperformed for whatever metric they were yeah. using yeah. and they've pulled the, the you know the, and not that the comic books completely tie into this stuff but they've they've gone back to the old defenders in the comic books they they did a run of that uh with bendis i believe and then bendis went to dc and so now they're doing uh the old style defenders with what like dr Beast dr strange and, dr. Strange and, and, and yeah wow. yeah huh. cool so yeah, I, I like I like the Defenders as kind of the reject Avengers. <laughs> it's pretty funny, right? Well, that's yeah, yeah. And I liked it. I liked it as these guys, and it was. Yeah. I think it's a good run. I mean, I think the comic book of uh, you know these these Netflix characters is actually a good run. But yeah, yeah I mean, I like. I think the, the the biggest disappointment for me on these fronts is like I really liked uh, you know Luke and Colleen and Misty, the actors who play all of those characters. I think yeah. are spot on, well casted. <laughs> Wait, you missed one. I missed one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm not going to totally put that on Finn Jones's shoulders. I don't think he was. Yeah, the, yeah. I don't. Yeah, the I don't either. That. I mean, he's, and, and that's the thing with season two. It's like he's he's still such an idiot through most of that season. He's like, and I don't know why they wrote him so dumb. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I just don't him, get man. that. Yeah. Like he's your hero. Why are you making him out to be like a? <laughs> complete moron <laughs> that said yeah. that's a, you know what that's yeah. a great segue point into daredevil season three yes because uh you know what and this was an incredibly strong season i was impressed with how good this was like the other ones yeah all the other netflix series i watched them all and i would binge them because i would be like oh it's just you know a whole bunch of episodes i can something i can binge sometimes yeah. in the background this yeah, one, you can you can go make dinner and hang out in episodes eight to ten, kind right? Of thing. And and I paid attention, but it wasn't like I was super invested in all of them. But like Daredevil season yeah. three is one of those ones where it's like you get to the end of an episode and you're like, oh, I got to see how this plays out, right? Like I yeah, got to yeah. go to the next episode, and it's it's not perfect, but it's pretty damn good. Um, but yeah, it does have that that be- whole beginning of it is the like matt is a matt is a total jerk <laughs> to everybody <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but it's more compelling to watch because we've built up enough time with matt to like matt even though he's think, flawed well he's also not he's just he's not stupid yes. right. <laughs> yeah yeah danny is dumb <laughs> yeah i think we opposed. we on the speedy arrow cast have a type when it comes to superheroes <laughs> and it's like 
Yeah. Self-abusive dicks, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we can, we will watch that all day. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Batman, Green Arrow, uh, Daredevil. Th- things that I want to say about the season of Daredevil, FYI. Uh, one, my favorite thing about this season, hands down, is that they put him back in the black suit for the entire season. Oh, and yeah, that yeah, the only yeah, time yeah. the red suit is used is by an yeah. by an imposter as the villain. I, I love that we've that warned people about spoilers and we're still not warning them about the spoiler. I mean, I don't know. I <laughs> I, I know. I'm Whatever. talking it's around some stuff, but I yes, I love that he's in the he's in the the basic black, and only by the end does he sort of uh, he. He mods his suit a bit oh, to yeah. get a little bit more uh, Frank he's Miller got, style. He's got a red collar under it for a little while at the end. Yeah, so yeah, that, but he, that, he wraps okay. up his hands too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, right. He's got the Mai Tai ropes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah um, I, I think that suit is way better. I never really loved the red version of the suit in the show. Because I agree. Yeah, in that, I think I liked it at first, and then I then I realized I didn't the like it. The problem in the first season, especially <laughs> with it, is you get so... It's so impressive, all the stunts. And the second they put him in the red suit, clearly mm-hmm. the stunt mobility is much reduced. So yeah. right. he is right. not, it's not as impressive to well, watch. Well, and anymore. it didn't need to be that overdone because, you know, the thing about Wilson Fisk's, that's how he gets the idea to make this suit. And then he goes to, um, uh, what the, the guy's Tinkerer? Marvin? Tinker mechanic? Yeah, Melvin? Marvin. No, he's Melvin. like the, the Melvin. Melvin. The gladiator, gladiator right? Thank he's thank you. He's, yes. Yeah, gladiator. Um, and you know, Fisk's versions of these bulletproof suits or knife-proof suits are just suits. You know, they're just—it's just cloth. And right. You didn't have to build up this whole like armor thing. Right. It right. could have been something much more subdued and still like had a little bit more to it. Maybe the the so the current. Well, actually, I guess he's going back to the red suit, but he has a in the comic book. He also has another like a black suit with red like muay thai wrappings on his arms which i think is really nice except it has like it has like the it has the the logo on his chest that's like dripping as if it's like wet paint which i think i don't like that but i do like the i mean i think they could have done that without the without the logo yeah i remember the other go ahead i was just gonna say i like that the this one is subtly different from the first season it's got like the white bandaging yeah around the bottom edge yeah 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 yeah. Do you guys I mean, it remember? does sort of seem like he stole it from Danny because that was really more like Danny's. <laughs> yeah, true. <sure. laughs> Do you guys remember the uh, the original Daredevil costume that I just sent? Yeah, yeah. The yellow one. Yeah, yellow. The, the, the yeah, yellow yeah. One with yeah. The, yeah. I was hoping that they would do that at the end, like he would show up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and everybody just be like, "That is terrible. Take that off." <laughs> They've done stuff like that with uh, Luke Cage. Like at one point, he they yes. even oh, found yeah. an excuse to put him in a tiara. Yes, which is so great. That's a great that's scene, so great. though. Like because it is ridiculous. Um, it's, yeah. I know, but it's great. I think the thing that I like the most about it is kind of subtle because I it's the thing that makes me sit down, sit there, and think as I'm watching him fight everybody in this black suit. Like this must have actually been really challenging for the stunt people. Like I don't oh, know yeah. how so they see through we, that. Can we talk about episode four? Oh yeah, sure. Oh yeah. So so he he manages to get into the he p- pretends to be foggy, gets into the prison to talk to try and find out more about what the hell's going on, I guess. And and then Fisk realizes that it's him and and because he owns the prison, basically he tries to trap him there and kill him. And it's a 10 it's a 10 plus minute single camera 
shot or or if it's not exactly that it's very cleverly edited yes um but i think it's one i think it's all one it, shot i think it's it one, like take, one take one yeah. yeah well yeah. because the the one in season one was uh like we marked on right like that was a yes. it set like yes. new ground right and right. i think in season three uh, season two was kind of a mess but i'm pretty sure that these guys like, a, you know what there's a stairway it's, fight in season two that is kind of the version oh of it. yeah yeah with it's the pretty elevator good. right it's a good fight yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one is just like this one's great. This one's amazing. This one's crazy. There's so much yeah. going on in the background, and the, you know, there's there's crowds of guards fighting crowds of prisoners, and there's smoke bombs, and and then there's like a um, an interlude where he's talking to the Albanian. Uh, Armenian Albanian guy, whatever, he, and then it picks back up again as they run out. <laughs> just does like, it does it start from when he gets out of the cab? No. Okay. No, it yeah, starts, so no, when it starts he's in to the after he gets yeah. injected and he get after he hangs up the phone with Fisk. Right. That's I awesome. went back and I went back and looked very closely I, yeah, to see I, how long because I wanted to time it and it was like and it was I think it's a little bit more than ten minutes. I wanted to, except I also wanted to see the next episode so badly yeah. because it's just amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, like because when he finally lands back in the cab, I was like, holy crap, was that? all one thing from when he got out and it's just amazing like the logistics that you have to do to yes. make that work yeah. are yeah. it's insane like i mean the, and, the athleticism and, and like the logistics it's bananas yeah you if you go back and watch the the one from season one you can see where they they mass cuts had the the stunt guy I mean, you can kind of figure out where they must have had the stunt guy come in to do a bunch of like flip kicks yeah, and sure, stuff like right. that and yeah. then he gets thrown out and then charlie cox comes in so cause, so you can see his face and the uh the stunt guy by the way was captain america's stunt guy from civil war huh. oh and oh, in cool this one, there. in this one, Charlie Cox does a lot of this. Well, he's got there's him. a lot less. There's a lot less flip kicking. He's not and in stuff like that. Too, but so. he, yeah, he's not in costume exactly. And but he, I, I don't know if he. Did, I can't tell if he did all of it, but he did a lot of it, at the very least. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an impressive as hell technical sequence. I I agree, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of things where it lasted so long that I started trying to decompose it as i was watching it uh just it, it was like watching a ballet basically yes and it, like it was really incredible and um there's like, bits a, like uh, a rube goldberg machine yeah yeah sure and uh there's like they they play with that uh the operating table or the table in the doctor's office oh yeah yeah, yeah. there's yes. bits where he goes behind that and somebody comes out and i'm pretty sure it's a different guy but like the way the camera's moving they must be running around behind it in order to get in the right position all the time it's mm-hmm. It is it is an amazing amazing fight. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of technically really well done stuff in this season that should surprise nobody. I mean, they like yeah. that is the whole point and, of the show. And I think again, the the mobility in the red suit was so impaired. I think that's what made a lot of yeah. season two feel but, clunky. But if you, we, for, can, like, when you compare when you compare it to the, some of the other shows, I mean, that was one of the big complaints about Iron Fist. Is this is supposed to be a show about right. like a guy who's a kung fu master? And right. the the fight scenes were so lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. uh yeah, there's some talk, too, of, like, in one of the articles I was reading on the TV sites about the cancellation of Luke Cage and Iron Fist talking about, like, did, have we hit the first casualties of peak superhero? You know, is there just too much to watch and, like, some stuff's eh. going to fall off the radar? I don't know. I, I, I don't. Like, there's a, there's a, there is a lot. There's a lot. I, mean, I feel, I feel, I feel inundated. 
<laughs> particularly yeah. around this time of year when yeah. things are starting to come at you fast and furious. Well, there's a lot but, of stuff that's good that I haven't even like gotten. Like Cloak and Dagger, I watched like one episode of. I'm like, this is good, but I just haven't. Cloak and Dagger to it. is good. You should watch. You should watch Cloak and Dagger. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I will it's get got, back it's to got it. a lot. It's got a lot to say. It's very, and it's it's well done. Yeah, it's very it's well uh, done. very much in the tone of Runaways. If have you seen one? That's Runaways? Thing, another one I started watching and yeah, only okay. got a couple of Runaways is also good. I think Cloak and Dagger is a little bit better. So all right, yeah, uh, yeah I like I like them both though. But but the much. funny the the thing that I, yeah the thing about Runaways is that I think it's a good show, but the the action scenes are so subdued. The the action scenes are really not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more about like just like the lives of these kids. And I read the com- I read the first run of the comics of that one, so I know yeah. what's happening. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's, um, it's a lot much slower burn in the show. I do want to talk briefly in Daredevil season three about the the I think what what uh, what guy was alluding to when I said I didn't want to spoil things, but the character of Dex, uh, yeah. which is a first of all, uh, I think Wilson Bethel, I think is his name, the actor who plays him. I think he does a tremendous job here in one of the... Yeah. I told John, we were talking about this at one point, I was like, creepiest... Certainly the creepiest <laughs> Marvel villain since Kilgrave, I think. Like, just... He does a. He really nails this performance of this super troubled yeah. guy. And, yeah. like, you know, my, my fiancé started watching over my shoulder at a couple points. Like, I think she came in in the scene where he uh, he confronts julie for the second time and is like explaining and she's like oh no you should not be talking to this guy he is bad this is this you can't put this emotional burden on him like he runs up to her yeah yeah i had to turn to her and be like okay he's a psychopath like he's not a good person like this is not this is not like like behavior you should model yeah he yeah that guy did an amazing job yeah they get a, there's a lot of you know things that are currently going on in culture that are referenced in this yes touched on touched mm-hmm. on in this season and they're touched on very well oh yeah. man uh fisk standing in, outside the presidential hotel yeah uh, mm-hmm. giving the speech when he mm-hmm. was like they're being, like lying about yeah. me and i'm not a yeah. crook basically okay. literally yeah. says fake and, and in, in, the the comic, in the comic hotel, book right above him like oh and in God. the comic book he's mayor of new york yeah <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> going the oliver queen route um yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh i also want to call out um i think the actor's name oh i'm gonna i have to look it up now is it i think it's jay ali who plays nadim yeah yeah uh, yep. he's man, a great character wow like uh, it's it's tough to come into a season and be a new character who you spend that much time with right like mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure on the storyline that is brand new with yep. characters that we don't know and right. He does a fantastic job. Like I was really worried, like coming in that like his the introduction of his story was going to be like, all right, this guy's like a dirty FBI agent, right? Like I, I compared oh, the it- setup was so like uh, I've got medical bills to pay. Yep, yep. I've got like oh yeah, I'm awkward. Yeah, and they didn't totally do anything with the medical bills. He was going to be, you know, he was going to be compromised quickly, but that's not exactly what happened. Yeah, and well, guys, he was he compromised, to- but it had nothing to do with the medical bills. Well, it mm-hmm. did have. In fact, it did have stuff. Well, to do it with turned the out it bills. turned out it was yeah. yes, yeah, but but it was the oh. tail wagging the dog because they yeah, set right. that up. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's that is the thing that's fascinating. To, yeah. Well, we'll get back to that in a second. But I think I I, I really like that actor. I was really impressed with his yeah. job in that role. Uh, because yeah. I ended up actually really caring about that guy, and he, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. obviously, spoiler, it comes to kind of a tragic end. Um, it takes a lot of uh, confidence from the writing staff and the producers and everything to set up a show that's like, we're going to go get a new guy in a Daredevil show and put him on screen about as much as Matt. Yeah. 
Yeah. Between between him and uh, so we had basically four main drivers, right? We had uh, Matt Murdock, uh, Wilson Fisk, uh, Bullseye, whose name I'm going to blank on. Dex. Yeah. Oh, Dex Poindexter. Uh, ben yeah. Poindexter. And uh, oh my god, who was the last one? I was going to say uh, Nadine. Nadine. <laughs> Nadine. Yeah. yeah. And, and Karen who, and, and Karen and Foggy. The guy whose point I was actually trying to make. Yeah, Karen and Foggy. <laughs> Foggy is not as good as cool as Diggle, by the way. <laughs> if you're gonna, if you want to compare these two shows, uh, Foggy is not. I, but really he's, he's like really. Foggy. I, I have. I, really I like Foggy, thought he yeah. was. Um, I thought the actor was good as Foggy Nelson, but I didn't feel like he had a lot of depth. But I think he's really grown into this role, and I think he's much more enjoyable. Like if you had a problem with Foggy in the first two seasons, I think he's. I think he's pretty good in this one. I agree. I liked him a lot. There, there was he was not so obsequious or like so. Why? Yeah, I don't know what I, I don't know what exactly it was, but yeah, I couldn't put my finger on it. But yeah, he, he, he looks comp- he looks perfectly like Foggy. Yes, yeah, he always and you know and he always has. But um, yeah. there was something a little bit uh, lackluster about the performance. I, maybe always, I don't know. I've always liked him. I understand people have problems with him, but I've always liked him, and I think he has grown into it. And like this season, especially, yeah. he gets a more assertive plot line, right. which I think yeah. helps. Mm-hmm. I think so yeah. too, and and he right. seems to have found confidence in portraying the character. Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of the first season with him is like him, you know, being the foil to Matt, and right. I think he's now defined more in terms of himself than in terms mm-hmm. of Matt, and that helps. Yeah, Karen, and too. Got same a, thing with Karen. I think they do yes. a nice job of elevating yeah. her. And she was, I always liked her as a character, but this season, especially because we get like a whole half episode about her backstory, uh, yeah. that he really, you know. <laughs> fleshes her yeah. out as a character and takes her to some mm-hmm. different places yeah i guess it helps explain um, yeah it's not my favorite episode of, of the season me neither um, and it but, did feel like a little bit like filler right yeah well yeah. i think i think what just bothered me was like it was like oh god now we have to spend time on this like i want to get back to the main right, story sure, it was just sure. it was more just and it wasn't that it was bad because i think it was well done and it does explain a lot about her but it was more just like Come on, yeah. I'm glad that it was hell's going on because because Dex is going to do something really creepy and wrong. I'm glad that it was only half an episode and wasn't uh, like there were times where they would have done a full episode, right? Like let's spend a whole episode on Karen Page's backstory, and like that would have been too much. But I think that they did a nice you know duck in to it. Yeah, and I'm I'm of two minds of that, right? Like I I feel like a little bit like a kid who wants his uh, his chocolate ice cream a bit, <laughs> in that by sticking that in the middle there and ha- forcing you to feel uncomfortable while you watch Karen be in a very crappy situation. Uh, yeah, you're distracted and you want to go on with your life in other places, and it, it I think it plays well. I think it yeah it, it plays enough with the pacing that. Y- that it works right like it builds up a bit of tension and you're annoyed because you have been binging it and they intentionally stop you from being able to binge the entire full <laughs> yeah. story well, it's probably by sticking something with Karen in the true. middle it's, there it's yeah. interesting too because the so many of the other flashbacks in this season are done in a non-traditional way like the mm-hmm. the flashback to dex's childhood with fisk reading his file and walking yeah. around and everything is set oh, inside God. the penthouse like yeah. that is a really weird way to do a flashback but it's very clever i think it's really effective though oh yeah it's great and yeah. that okay. and and um Matt's when he's conversations to when he's yep. talking to fisk uh and, and his great. dad mm-hmm. and his dad mm-hmm. and you know yeah that's there's a lot going on there and i think they they play around a lot 
in this season with yeah. narrative devices, and I think it it's really very, works. Yeah, it's very them. creative. Yeah. yeah, it's just a this is just a great standout show. It really, is. the the other thing the other thing I like about what they did with Karen was that they were true to the comic book character. Uh, you know, because the comic book character had a little drug problem and a bunch of stuff, but they didn't. But they did it in a way that was that gave her a lot more agency. Yeah, you know, and was not you know the Frank Miller. Oh, yeah, she's a I, she's a druggie and a prostitute. Yeah, uh, thanks. so I I uh, appreciated the yeah I appreciated the yeah basically yeah, Frank Miller. Every woman is a prostitute. I, I um, looked that up actually early on before the season started when they were they're talking about this being inspired by a Frank Miller arc, and I like looked up a couple of them and i was like oh this is don't do this please don't do yeah. this because this is not yeah. gonna go well and they, and they didn't <laughs> yes. but they still they still made her she was a drug user but she was like a seller i mean she was out there like pushing pushing the drugs and she yeah. it was bad everything was bad about it but she was much more in control of what was going on instead yeah. of just some uh victim who she had a lot more agency she wasn't she had, uh, yeah exactly she had a lot more agency she wasn't uh what's her name from taxi driver oh god um, jody foster jody foster yeah she's yeah. not I'm trying to remember the character's name, name but yeah yeah it's no jody I, I think the character's was... name is jody foster the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> weird uh that's, that's good that's Strange good casting. coincidence they yeah. actually wrote that before they cast her in that yeah part. don't don't go all uh oh crap i can't remember his name what's no uh, the guy who was obsessed with her um yeah, right. Uh, let's, not name let's not name him. We yeah. don't need to name him. Don't don't yeah. go shoot Ronald Reagan. Is my point. <laughs> Screw that guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, can we spend a couple of minutes? Just a couple of minutes on some other shows? Yeah, we sure. can spend I, as much I, time as you want, Moltz. <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> I've only I got a not, couple minutes. <laughs> I'm not up to date on Legends. I will say. Okay, so uh, I haven't seen I, Legends, a, but I've got notes up to and including Spider Man Four uh, downloadable content. It's available today. <laughs> So you want to talk superheroes? Let's go. I will say for those, I there's a, there's a reference. There's a reference. Okay, well maybe we'll wait until oh. next week. But there's a reference in Legends that you guys will enjoy. Okay. I will say okay. I think there is going to be some Legends coverage. Um, Lisa Schmeiser has drafted me and Tony Sindelar to possibly talk about Legends. I don't know if that's going to be an ongoing thing or not, but I think there will be some coverage of that. And we may, <laughs> who knows? Maybe some other people will make appearances on that show as well. In uh, in. In that vein, don't look of, at me. In, in the classic <laughs> Speedy Arrowcast way of promoting things that don't exist yet, s- snuggle into your t-shirts, kids. Um, uh, apparently, <laughs> you're Leanne you prison you're t-shirts. You're Leanne you prison t-shirts. Oh, I don't think we have a giveaway. He's in what it's actually going to be prison now, guys. I mean, <laughs> I know, I know. We have to do it. I know, I know. But anyway, uh, I think uh, Moses is also trying to put something together for uh, Daredevil Four. Yes, Daredevil yeah. So three. keep your keep your ears open for that one. Uh, what were you going to say, John? Um, so I, I made some reference to the Marvel references in the Flash. Yeah, which I thought was um, interesting. It seemed like they were they were they were very they were not subtle about well, they've, <laughs> those they've references. Had, they've had several Marvel references over the years. Like they they have yeah. leaned into it for sure. I mean, it's usually Cisco. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, I think it's always Cisco, and which kind of gives them license to do it, right? Yes, yeah, um, I guess so. I agree. Was this one, there, there's like, a Mjolnir one in like yeah, that's that was the, it. That's it was, the one that's yeah, yeah. Mjolnir. Yeah, and they ask, and and he explains it. Mjolnir. Meow, 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 meow. If man, I wish you'd said meow, meow. That would be awesome. <laughs> would have been better, but you know, I love it that that's also your favorite Thor, Thor movie. It's not, but I'm going to pretend <laughs> it's it is. my favorite Thor movie. 
<laughs> I mean, Thor, you cannot you cannot beat Thor Ragnarok. I mean, you just you, it's cannot. just impossible. Yeah, it's with, so good. Yeah, with almost any movie, yeah, that's okay. I finally got, I got I got Hank all caught up on the Marvel movies. Oh wow. man, that must have been a yeah. project. Yeah, oh, it was God. very. It was you know what? I it was made easy because we went. Is going to let you off the hook or put you back <laughs> on the hook for that? <laughs> we went, but we went on a Disney cruise um, last month. Yeah, last month, and they played like a lot of them just on repeat on the TV, and. He was like, he was happy. Like he, he was just like a pig in heaven, just sitting there, getting room service because the room service was free, and <laughs> and sitting and watching, sitting in the in the room. You know, Karen and I were out like at the oh pool, and he was in the room. Oh my <laughs> he had the window open; he could see the water going by. But he was uh, he was catching up on all he the, had the window. Movies. We cracked the window open so he wouldn't That's die. Right. He got some air. <laughs> But then when we got home, he was interested in seeing the ones that he that because they weren't doing all of them. I think they stopped at like Spider Man or something, and so he hadn't seen Thor Ragnarok or Black Panther or Infinity War oh, or uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. So we watched oh, those four um, good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're all they're all good. Yeah, I mean some are better than others, but well, uh, sure. they're yeah. they're all at least at least fun, and some of them are fantastic, like yeah. Thor Ragnarok <laughs> and yeah. Black Panther. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Man, you're just, you're like dad of the universe at that point. Well, I'm very happy. I mean, like, oh, I gotta go sit on a boat with my, with my family. And I, and I I have to thank, I have to thank Karen for doing the dishes a number of nights when I was just like, can I go out and watch the movie? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's okay if I go out and watch the movie with him. She's like, yeah, family love. That's perfect. That's what, yeah, that's what John's uh, self-recorded video confession at the end will be like. And I just want to know that I really like Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Dan, that got way dark. Sorry, <laughs> dude. Read the room, man. <laughs> I can't. Hey. I'm blind. Hey, Dan, no, I it's obvious you, you love prison, your son. Read the prison you know who else your son? The guy who died. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, you know, somebody needed a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Did they, though? Probably okay. not. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to wrap up before we uh, finish? Nope. Uh, no. Daredevil Excellent. is a... Uh, Daredevil, if we're going to rank Daredevil, it is a Ben Ulrich. That's how good it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm yeah, still I'm angry kind of they killed him they, off. I know. I'm yeah. still yeah. angry, too, because he was great. That. He was great. Yeah, uh, they they went a decent way to be. And Wesley themselves. and Wesley was great too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did like that. Comes back to bite her in the ass, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but is mm-hmm. also kind of useful. I like um, the king that uh, Wilson Fisk is pissed about that because I'm pissed too. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. right. And I yeah. have to say, the editor just like finally, Thanos, you know? the uh, Karen's editor finally grows on me a bit this season. He actually feels a little yes. more like legit as opposed to previous seasons where it's like I agree. I don't actually know how newspapers work. Yeah, yeah, he was a bit. I mean, that whole newsroom was previously. Well, first of all, she's got an office, so which is ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> she just gets there'd Ben Urich's office. There would be office. like four people. There would be four people in an office. That I know size. she yeah. gets Ben Urich's office though, because it's like clearly he like willed it to her. What? <laughs> she's That's never. Not how that works. She yeah, right exactly. She's never written for a newspaper before, and yeah, <laughs> she was she was going to go to college, except they couldn't pay for it because they bought a giant stove. Or and the things, and the, you know, like the few times that they've done, they've had her read over her. What are the stuff that she's written? That's it's not that great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this time at least it's purple prose. At least at this point, yeah. they they yeah. kind of avoided that and just like referenced things that she had mm-hmm. written, which was fine. Right. Yeah. Like the less right. time you spend on that, probably the better. Yeah. And so I will say, you... oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead guy. 
Well, I mean, this is a weird segue, but like, what would you guys do if you were like a script writer? You you were good at writing movies and TV scripts. Would you go, like approach like somebody who writes newspaper articles to do it? Depending. Well, here's the thing. Depending on it depends how important it is to your story, right? Right. Like if you're doing, it's one thing if you're doing like the the you guys you ever see the movie Spotlight? Yeah, great movie. And yeah, really. That's good the one about the prison escape, right? No, it's, no. Uh, and, the, and the rabbits, rabbits, and the rabbits, rabbits keep yes. getting caught in the spotlight. Mm, no. Uh, okay. Anyways, that's a movie about journalism, and they clearly did their research, right? Like they clearly, you know, and it's it helps that it's nonfiction too. So, like, yeah, exactly. It's a, a lot more story, you can yeah. do there. That said, if it's really important to your story, then yeah, you you at least like talk to people who write newspaper work in newspapers, right? Like, but if you're just using it as set dressing, which I think it mostly kind of is here, it's like plot device set dressing. You can get away with it. You just got to like, don't focus. It's always should be in the periphery. Like you should be focusing Mm -hmm. on it. Like, because the second you start looking at too hard, it'll fall apart. Same thing with technology. You can reference technology and have (laughs) technology that's wacky and does crazy things that aren't really possible. But like, you need to not like look directly at it. That's my feeling on it. Um, I agree. I want to ask you guys really quick about this because it. I'm interested to see what happens with this. The end of season three kind of feels like it could be the end of the show, except for the little like like coda there at the end, right? With with Bullseye, um, I felt like no, that last cares. scene. We we don't need to follow Bullseye. Like, sure. I mean, even that shot was. Um, well, he could show up on Punisher or something. I mean, sure, sure. That's yeah. Totally but fine, even yeah. that shot was a bit uh, interpretive, right? Like he's now his eye has a bullseye symbol in it, like. I don't. I get the. I thought that was more like the the lights of the operating room or something right. like that. Sure, it's, yeah, it's a tip but of the it, hat. it's fine as a non literal thing, like you know. Yes. Well, and then the cre- the real creepy thing was that was his his uh, little league cap. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was <laughs> that was super creepy. There wasn't and any. Yeah. He, and then John he kills you, his coach with yeah. a baseball. That was creepy. <laughs> John, Do you know what the the. Sorry, Dan. It's uh, fine. The coolest thing about that guy, not the coolest thing, but one thing I love the most is when he's in the Daredevil costume and he smiles. Yeah. He's got that smile like out of one side of his mouth. And he's like, hello, Karen. It's nice to see you again. And it's like, holy, like your blood runs cold. Yeah. I will say I do love the fight in the bulletin newsroom between him and Matt because it plays out exactly the way it should, which is it's amazing. He's really good at range, but as soon as Matt starts closing with him, he beats the crap out of him. Right? It like that's so exactly good. how yeah. that should work. Yeah. And it's and it's almost funny. It's, it Even is, after like everybody gets cr- killed, Matt is just like he's getting hit in the head with staplers and shit. <laughs> <It's> just <Yeah>. random. <laughs> The, the half of that, it feels it's half of it feels like a food fight and half of it is like deadly serious. <laughs> yeah, the, the one that got bouncing me, it off. The one that got and then, me to, in to that. bring this to bring this somewhat full circle. That's one of the things that I like about the thing that Oliver did. You know, knocking that light out is that right. he should be like he should be able to do stuff like this. He's got an eye for it, even if he had to be trained as an archer. Like he, I think he. You have to have like some sort of an eye for it in order to have that kind of skill where you like can shoot tennis balls with a with a bow and arrow. Right. And they, I don't feel like the show has made a good use of that. Whereas even with, like I think Hawkeye in the Marvel universe is a worse character, but I think they play up his ability Skills. to shoot a bow yeah. better like his his yeah. tricks shot stuff like he shoots you know he shoots at things without looking at them yeah. and Oliver 
you know, mostly just shoots guys in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a big target. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just I kind gonna... of, there's a part of me that I could be convinced that I like that. Like it's basic. It's basically how a boat works. But at the same yeah, time, but I like, think I, I think it's not true to the I don't think it's true enough to the character where right. he is. a He is a tremendous marksman. And right. even when he goes back and starts using like a regular bow and arrow and doesn't use the <laughs> the, the boxing right. glove arrow, he can make like great shots. Yeah. Well, like, they, you know, like life life saving, like life saving shots. And we he never that, really we see him do it sometimes. But like he, there's that one episode where we learned that it's like, you know, he can use a gun. Right. Like, you know, they're way back in season two, three. Um, okay. Like, they allude okay. to it occasionally, well, but it's not. It's, I don't I think agree. it's enough. I agree. But, so, I agree. they made Bullseye look superhuman. Yes. Yes. I was scared of that guy. Like, like <laughs> yeah, the stuff that sure. that guy could do is beyond. And we well, never and, see and that. Right out, of the, right out of the gate, too, because he comes right. in and yeah, kills, kills all those. Uh, I was yeah. going to say, I, the scene that gets me in the Bulletin fight is where he throws the snow globe at matt and i was like so oh. and then yeah. he, then he shatters it and you're like that actually got like a, like a, oh like you know <laughs> gasp yeah. out of me because it was like oh matt's awesome he catches this oh no he did not think no. about that <laughs> yeah i i guess i mean to tie it back to to the speedy arrowcast side of it we can't say fight 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 about these fights because there is a lot of narrative uh, or a lot mm-hmm. of understanding you're getting from the characters as they fight right. like that snow globe right. thing is is awesome like it's yeah. Matt learning yeah. to anticipate and the and uh, what's his name Ben uh, Poindexter learning to anticipate Matt's reactions. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's, it's it's truly some some great work in there. Yeah. All right, it's about time we wrap this up. We've gone on a bit. Um, we will, of course, be back next week to talk about season seven, episode three, which I believe is entitled "Crossing the Lines." uh crossing lines so you know who knows what that means but some lines they will <laughs> be crossed turns out it's the writer's strike and uh <laughs> crossing picket lines it's it's uh, is there a canadian writer's strike going on uh yeah we're all smoking weed now so <laughs> yeah i know yeah they're all <laughs> well congratulations uh you're crossing yeah. some lines yeah. all right so it's not uh, really my thing but sure <laughs> all right until then though uh i thank you guys for being here guy english thanks for being here Thank you very much, and uh, don't forget to do what Alex tells you and go vote. <laughs> Even if it's Alex, he's right. Even if it's Alex, I stopped yeah, just... Al- a dead Alex is right at least once a day. <laughs> Alex literally died with a clipboard in his hand, canvassing. <laughs> so you know, you know what? He's dedicated. John Moltz, thanks yeah. for being here. Snow go catch. <laughs> uh, readers, thank you all for following along with us, and we will be back next week.